Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twane. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. He's in Twane. It's petrol head. Hello, Nico. Hello, how are you? Oh, well, how I'm fine, but I see that um, Casper's not going to be able to take the call on the 52-week challenge because he's still on his mountain bike. He's fur- furiously <laughs> mountain biking. So I'll tell you what we'll do is yes? we will um, we'll ask the question and then we will um, just put it out to our listeners, all our listeners, and then we'll give him first shot. Maybe we'll think about it. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Unfortunately, I've, I've got to say no, Michelle, because um, the point is, once you the question is out, um, you are on the line. Because after that, if you've had ten minutes to Google, it's not it's not fair anymore to to everybody else. So if Casper okay. misses out, I think he misses out. He he can't oh, give him first shot because he's going to be able to Google. You know, you like you, you like you you would be a really good headmaster in a boys' school. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all it's. It's all about being fair here to everybody else, Michelle. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just big on being fair. Okay, there we go. Casper, you lost out. You were on a mountain bike. Well, it could be worse. So let's no, just I, look I, I, at... It actually wait. breaks my heart that mountain biking is above us, Michelle. That really is... It, it, it breaks my heart really. too, I must say. <laughs> okay, so let's just look at this 52-week challenge. You said I managed to do it in nine seconds last week. Uh-huh. So let's try and see how fast it takes me now. You have to say on your marks, get it, go, by the way. Oh, okay. On your marks, get set, go. Lucky Alan, Roger, Roger, Polly, Temba, Hans, Jet, Crew, Ian, Hans, Fish, Lucky, Ranja, Raditi, Rod, Kulani, Temba, Gail, Ray, Anthony, Anthony, Nick, Temba, Carl, Mahungu, Eldred, Uwe, Lynn, Lynn's husband, Charlie, Ranja, Casper, Award. Oh, that's 10 seconds. 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yes. That's really good. That's impressive. That's uh, impressive. Okay. So, you know, you can actually, if, uh, you, you can also maybe consider the race courses, you know, where they're commenting on, on a horse racing. <laughs> I know the, I'm all, sure all I can do it. Or an auctioneer, Michelle. That, those are other could callings be. for you. I could be an auctioneer, yeah. Okay, exactly. so Nico, <clears throat> yes. you're on the couch but, with the coffee. It's the 52-week challenge. What's the story? Geez, last week was okay. tough, eh? But it was good. Yeah, it was. I loved it. So it. Last week was really fun and was entertaining. So this week I thought, okay, I'm going to make it a bit easier. You're going to have lots of questions coming or answers coming at you quite quickly, so you've got to be ready. But um, some of them, I think, again, would be right or wrong, so it will be interesting. I want to know the acronyms. What do they stand for? Because we use lots of car acronyms all the time, yeah. uh, and we've had a question like this. So I picked three other acronyms, and I want to know what do the acronyms EDL, EBD, and LED stand for in a car? So EDL, Echo Delta Lima, EBD, Echo Bravo Delta, and LED, Lima, Echo Delta. So what does EDL EBD and LED. Those acronyms in a car, what do they stand for? Everybody's going to get the LED one right. Let's see. I don't know. Okay, so there we go. (laughs) Are you the person who can answer this? What does EDL, EBD, LED stand for? They are acronyms for something in a car. You are welcome to SMS us on 41391 or WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107. Nico? um, Yes, let's talk. Let's yes. talk cars. Yes. Um, let's start with buckets, Michelle. Let's start with, yeah, I'm sort of, um, I, I'm almost going, okay, I've got, which one should I start with? So let's start with, with 
So South Africa is a big bucking market. Yeah. And uh, it's a really strong market. It's, uh, it's top-selling vehicles. There's always a, a fight about, um, uh, especially between Ford and Toyota, about the, 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 the numbers we're selling the most. Um, but then there's also the high inside of the bucking market where you get the, the – the, I would see it's probably more of a premium offering in the bucking market. And I'm talking about Amarok. So when it comes to Amarok, there's definitely a price premium on Amarok. Um, and, but the benefit of the Amarok, of course, is the comfort. It's really a comfortable ride. Out of all the buckies, personally, I think it's the one that rides the most like an SUV. And now Amarok, of course, it's available with a 2-liter engine and a 3-liter engine. And now they up the power of that 3-liter engine. So already the 3-liter engine was, was really impressive. Um, uh, it, the 3-liter turbo diesel, it had 165 kilowatts in a bucky. That's amazing. And it's at 550 newton meters of torque. Um, Volkswagen have now upped the, 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 the output in the new Amarok. So um, the, that 3 V6 diesel is now up to 190 kilowatts and 580 newton meters of torque. And if you um, accelerating and you're putting, putting your foot down, there's an overboost function that gives you another 10 kilowatts. That'll take it to 200 kilowatts for 10 seconds for acceleration. So that is actually... Uh, amazing. From a Bucky, this thing is a rocket ship, Michelle. It's, um, you get Buckies and they normally, some of them feel good with acceleration. This car um, will surprise some cars that I think they, that think they're sports cars and hot hatches. You can't believe how quick the Amarok is. And then also it's mated to an uh, all-wheel drive system. So where the other Buckies are all on-demand all-wheel drive systems that you have to select. This is a permanent all-wheel drive system. So this Amarok is really, really, really impressively fast. You get buckies and then you get buckies. You get buckies and then you get buckies. And probably Euro, and, and, and we'll talk about the price point now, but when you get to the Amarok, you, you also have choices of SUV. So you, can, you don't have to necessarily only look at the Amarok. You can also buy a few nice SUVs. So now it becomes lifestyle. And do you want to use the fact that you can just put your mountain bike or whatever on the back of the bucky. Um, so I can imagine Casper would be buying one of these because there's space for a mountain bike on the back of the bucky. Also, if you're towing with a bucky, I can't think of a bucky that's going to be uh, a better tower than, in, than a bucky with 580 newton meters of torque. So, and, and I know a lot of people in South Africa like camping. They like going away. They might have caravans and boats that they tow. So when it comes to towing, I think um, uh, definitely the Amarok is... is there's not many other buckies that will tow with an Amarok. It sounds fabulous. I'm going to put the question out again because uh, we have someone who sent a message. So the question that uh, Nico is for the 52-week petrol head challenge is as follows. What do the acronyms EDL, EBD, and LED stand for? EDL EBD and LED stand for. They are acronyms for something on a car. Someone sent a message to say front lights of a vehicle. So I have to say, no, that is just way wrong. Um, it's not, that's no acronym whatsoever. So acronyms are EDL, EBD, LED. What do they stand for? You are welcome to SMS us on 41391 or WhatsApp us on 0614 so, Nico. Okay. Yeah. So, Michelle, let's, lastly, and, and this is where, 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 where it gets interesting when we talk about the, the, the price of the Amarok. Okay, so, it has a 100,000-kilometer warranty, yeah. uh, five-year, 100,000-kilometer, 90,000-service uh, plan. But the pricing is, is, is something that is 
I think, for a lot of people, hard to swallow um, because the the high line is 908,300 rand, <laughs> and the extreme is 974,600 rand. So, as a bucky, it is a lot of it is it's expensive. <clears throat> it's going to cost you a lot. You have a lot of choices for 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 some very very good SUVs at that price point. So. Um, a lot of people will say it's too expensive for a bucky. You can get very good buckies at, at, at a much better price. But if you're looking for a bucky that's really fast, and if you want that bucky lifestyle, plus you're probably towing, then this, this Amarok is really impressive. And it's interesting when I, when I drove it to look around and see how many V6 Amaroks are out there. And actually, I'm, I was quite surprised to see how many I, I could actually find on the road. So even though the price of even the previous one, um, the, the, the 165 kilowatts, they also had 900,000 rands. But there's actually quite a few of them around. So I have to say, I think that's damn expensive for a bucky. I mean, it's a lot of money for a bucky. A bucky. It's a lot of money for a bucky. But trust me, the smile that you get on the face when you put your foot down on the bucky, uh, it is amazing. So, yes, you, you can go arguments both ways. But I was very impressed driving it. Uh, it is definitely a lot of fun um, to drive. It is, an, it's an impressive vehicle. But it's not a, uh, it's not a bucky that everybody's going to buy. It's not a new everyday bucky. It is more seen as the premium side of of the bucky market. So if you had a million rand, one bar, what would you spend it on? I don't know if I would buy a bucky because it's not my lifestyle. So I, I'm not necessarily a person that would buy, you know, for me, I wouldn't buy a bucky because it's not my lifestyle. A friend of mine is in, 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 that lives in Paul, they recently bought a bucky because that's their lifestyle. I would probably, um, maybe I would consider an SUV or maybe I would spend half of it on a car to tow a cheap bucky and, and a race car at the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's you would spend your money on a cheap say, bucky with a race car at the back. Yeah, there you go. So if I had a choice, I'd buy a race car. Uh, so half the money for a, for a bucky to tow it or less and, and, and a good race car at the back and a trailer. And I'd be happy. I like that. I'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble, I'm sure, but I would be happy. <laughs> I like that a lot. So... Um, <laughs> So we just, um, got, a, we just uh, got a WhatsApp from someone saying, Casper Fenter just got back. Let me know if we should get him on the line. No, Casper, you lost our pal. Casper, if, you, if you're mountain biking when you know we all are waiting in anticipation for your answer, what can we no. do? You've, yep, exactly. It does. You, you broke our heart, Casper. Casper, you broke our heart. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's it. You know, this relationship is over. Completely <laughs> over. <laughs> okay, so we the, the, the questions, the answers are coming in, but we'll just put that question out again. Some interesting ones. Actually, I think people are generally sort of vaguely on track. Maybe one or two. Yeah. But but the important thing is, I'm I'm just going to say uh, uh, two out of three, one out of three. I'm not going to I'm not going to say tell you which one is right or wrong because that also won't help. So yeah, no, 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 um, no we won't. Or no. shall we just go no and yes? <laughs> like no, we just you're going to do whatever you feel like. You can just go no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, like last yes. week. Yes, let's I mean, do that. I'm just going to go no, yeah. yes, no, yes until you get the right one, so or the, somebody gets the right one. So I think some people have got it. So the acronyms are EDL, EBD, LED. What do they stand for? They might, in fact, be um, safety systems built into the car, as someone says, but that's not the answer at all. So the answer is, what do they stand for? EDL, EBD, and LED. Nico, what other cars have you got to talk about today? Did you actually well, drive today, that Amarok all over the place? Did yes, you take I did drive that Amarok for a bit, and that's why I said I, I, I was so impressive. It actually was actually quite sad to give it back. Also, it's, it's quite a, a push in my garage. I really have to um, 
move everything out of the back of the garage so that it fits in because, of course, <laughs> buckies are normally quite big. <laughs> but but it was a lot of fun. I, I was actually sad to give it back. Actually, what I want to also talk about a little bit is that I recently had friends that bought uh, a second-hand car. Um, and uh, they said to me, can I help and give some advice? And I thought, let me talk about, uh, sometimes we talk about it, you know, we've talk, spoken about it in previous shows, but there's a lot of people that are, again, considering second-hand cars and what they yeah, should buy. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of things to consider. And it's not, first of all, this is not a fun or easy process necessarily. It can actually be quite frustrating, and you've got to have a bit of patience because um, the right car doesn't always just appear, especially if you your budget is lower or you're looking for an older car. Because if, it, if you have a big budget, then it's quite easy. And the cars are demos because then it's a case of, of personal taste almost. Recently, a lady had actually said to me, listen, she, she, she looks, she's looking at uh, either Toyota, and she's always at Toyota, a small Toyota. Uh, her son-in-law says, no, buy a Kia. And then I said, buy the car that you'd like. Um, try, or go ride both. And then the one that you're comfortable with is the one that you should buy. And that's my advice because you've got to drive it. So my first advice is buy the car that you like. But if you know the pros and cons of that car. So guess what? She bought the car. Within a month, she had battery problems on a brand new car, which is <laughs> but there's nothing. So nothing is all, unfortunately always a guarantee either. Of course, the car's yeah. got a warranty, which is great. But, you know, Michelle, there's no guarantees when you're buying a car that things will go right. Um, in the industry as well, we refer to a clean car. So when you talk about a clean car, it really yeah. means that the car is in good nick or good condition. Uh, whoever was the previous owner really looked after it well. Um, it had all its services. When you look on the outside, it looks very good for that condition of, of you know, let's say it's a five- or seven-year-old car. On the yeah. inside, it really looks good compared to the rest of cars in that time. So what you're looking for, of course, is what we call a clean car. And it always helps to bring somebody along or get some advice. Maybe you know somebody that likes cars or is into cars that can give a bit of advice, even better to say, in the motor industry. So it's always good to have a, another opinion as well. Don't just go on your own, because that second opinion, I think, could be quite, quite valuable. So, um, you know, um, I want to ask you something. Yes. This is a completely different question, Nico. But I've That's been, fine, I, far away. So I recently heard on, um, on a radio program uh, that apparently tires – because when they wear down, they wear down and tire dust comes off the um, oh, off yes. the tire. And in fact, yes. that is one of the worst, worst, worst um, pollutants. Polluted. It's as bad as microplastics, etc. Um, yeah, because you, 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 that, that, that extremely, extremely fine um, that comes off that dust. Because if you can imagine, just think about it, what does a road surface look like? It's quite yeah. coarse. So if you push down hard on the road surface with your hand, you, oh, you know what happens if you fall off a mountain bike on the road? I know it's happened to me. That's really well, quite cool. Well, ask Casper. I'm sure yeah, he's Kasper, Yeah, but I think Casper's maybe an off-road guy, but I've come, you come off mountain bikes on the road or bicycles on the road. So it's going to really hurt you. So the rubber, effectively exactly that, that small fine dust is a pollutant. And mm. also um, that also has an effect on the amount of grip when it rains for the first time because that dust settles in the, in the road itself, plus yeah. some oil. So then when, when it rains as well, all of that lifts to the surface. So the first rains also means that the roads are slipperier than normal. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you're right. That, that is actually quite a, a pollutant. And then there's also other factors about what happens to tires when, when the, you now have gone past the tread and how do they get recycled? That's also a, a pretty good um, question. So definitely 
there's a lot of factors, and, and, and um, uh, when you talk about recycling or what cars, uh, emissions from cars, plus yeah. other things that, you know, bad, that are bad for the environment from cars. But the thing is, we can't really take them away because um, if you look at practically what they do and how they have convenience over our lives, I think the manufacturers are realizing more their contribution in, in, in trying to get the CO2 lower to make sure the cars are recyclable, recyclable. So there's a lot of pressure on the manufacturers to do that, to get the emissions down, to make the cars more recycle, recyclable. But then it's also up to the tire manufacturers because the car manufacturers technically have nothing to do with the tires. They're not the ones making the tires. So yes, you're right. I think there is a responsibility there. So someone says apparently tires also age and need to be replaced after two to three years, even if the tread is still excellent. I, I would say not two to years. I would say about five years. Okay. So if you look at the side of the tire, there's normally a, 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 a four numbers. And let's say the number is 1719. So 1719 means it's made on the 17th week of 2019. So the first number is the, the week. The second number is the year. It's, it's fairly written fairly big on the tire. It's four numbers that are on their own. Um, after about four, five years, Michelle, five years is the time to replace, or if the tire starts cracking. If there is damage to the tire, it starts to crack, then it's, you need to replace. So your and, tire and that's even if, the tread, even if the tread is still looking fine? The tire might look beautiful, but if the tire is cracking, you need to replace. Uh, you know, even like on a trailer as well, if you have a trailer with, with all the tires or a caravan with all the tires, you've also got to consider those. Okay, that's interesting. So I may use my car very, very little. And with lockdown, yes. I'm using it very, very little. And uh, the tires may be literally barely used at all. But after five years, I have to change them. I would consider it, I would consider it after five years. I wouldn't say watch the clock and then after five years say, hey, it's time to replace. Mm. But it, it, it is always a consideration. You, you've got to look at the, 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 the tires themselves again and have a look at what, what does the tread look like. Is the tire cracking? So I wouldn't say after five years, replace immediately. But I would start looking at year five only to start replacing. Before that, I wouldn't really – I would always look at the tire. I think it's important to inspect the tires and look for damage on the side. Well, that's a big problem you replace immediately. And look at the tread and um, look at damage on the tires. I always keep looking at the tires. My tires are now um, where it's almost time to replace. So I have what the, the, your tire has a tread wear indicator, which is a little bump in the, in, in the, in the groove. And when that little bump in the groove is in the same line – as a tread, it's time to replace. So um, mine are getting close, but it's a lot of money, and I'd, I'd, I want to get as far as I can with the tire before I replace because it's a cost issue for me, like everybody else. Um, but also, when it rains, if you have less tread, like I have now, then definitely the tire loses that ability to displace the water. So I'm in, in Khateng, and rainy season is going to start soon. So that's also a consideration for me to say, you know, how far can I go with the tires? Well, I'm still within the law. But also when it starts raining a lot, my car is going to act plane a lot earlier than cars without, well, that have younger or fresher tires. Okie dokes. All right. So okay. there we, we have all the answers uh, on, uh, on, 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 on script here with regards to let's tires, see, with regards see. to the Amarok, and now with regards to EDL, EBD, and LED. So I have to say, I think, Everybody's pretty much got it. I can't see anybody who may have got it wrong. So I'm just putting my finger on the pulse here and I'm going, this is from Gerald Saidi. And Gerald Saidi says, EDL is electronic differential lock. EBD is electronic brake force distribution. And LED is light emitting diode. Woohoo! 
congratulations. That's the right answer. Jeez, that Edward. was that. It's not so hard. You, you know, you sometimes you get a bit like loose on your questions. It's like a question that no, even you know, I, I could have I, answered. I can't. Make, I, you know, there's got to be a balance. Sometimes they're tough. Sometimes they're <laughs> easy. Sometimes you get a break. Sometimes you've got to scratch we'll your head. To, so this was. We'll have to ask our listeners, do they think the question was too easy today? Guys, ladies, was the question too easy yes, today? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. No, let us know what I mean is yes, let me know. Should I, should I always make them just tough? Okay, we want to know. Should 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 Nico go really hard on you or Gerald? Let's, we'll ask Gerald. We're just busy getting him on the line right now to find out. Gerald, hello. Hello. You must be hello, feeling... Hello, Gerald. Hello, Gerald. Yes, Hello. Gerald, do you think the question was too easy? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> you thought the question was too even though you won. Your name's on the list now, hey? Oh, you're sure? Yeah. So, Gerald, here's the deal. Your name goes onto the 52-week challenge list, and uh, next week we're going to see if you can uh, keep it there. How about that? Thank you so much. Uh, you, you made me, my, my weekend a very good one. Oh, we made your weekend a very good one. Great. Unfortunately, Gerald, also that means that you're going to get a tough one next week. So uh, yeah, I'm not going to be... You've basically chosen not to get an easy one next week. So that's cool, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I like challenging questions. Okay, good. You're going to get one good, next oh. week. Gerald Sadie is going to get a challenging question next week. That's our winning listener today. And uh, the answer, Nico, you can give it to us one more time. Just EDL. EDL is electronic differential lock. Yeah. That's something that helps you pull away by breaking a slippery wheel and sending the torque to the wheel that has traction. So EDL helps you to pull away electronic differential lock. Yeah. EBD is electronic brake force distribution. That basically sends brake force forwards or backwards in the car. So when I'm braking, if I'm driving alone in a car and I'm braking, all the way goes forward. So EBD would send more brake force to the front. If I'm with a family in the car and I brake, um, EBD might send some of the brake force backwards. So EBD is braking, or the, the, the amount, how hard the brakes brake, if I can put it that way in layman's term. In other words, more brake force either to the front or the back to help um, braking when there's either the car is loaded or not. And LED is a light-emitting diode, and that's, of course, a type of light now. So that's the latest light. That's almost as a minimum, I would say. If you're buying a new car, what you want at least is LED lights. As, as a good quality light. Zen and Light is now old hat and old technology. That's, that's so last year. So what you want at least is LED, no, well, oh, the last five years. So at least LEDs or some type of matrix or advanced LED lighting system. But the minimum you want nowadays is LEDs. Fantastic. Nico, I'm going to suggest that next week you talk to us about um, recyclable stuff with cars. I think that there's a, there's an interesting space. You know, what does happen to tires? What can happen to tires? What does happen okay. to other other areas of the cars, um, et cetera, et cetera? We'd love to hear. Okay, let's talk about that. That's, that, that's an interesting topic. That'll be fantastic. And uh, you'll do the research. Okay. I will do the research. Yes, I shall. And then I've got a very quick question. Your tiny Betty's chocolate cake, what is the yes. source made of? It is half uh, cream and half chocolate. So uh, uh, three Cadbury's 80-gram slabs and 250 milliliters cream. Mix it half off. Okay. Jeez, why don't you just WhatsApp that to me? I'm planning on making your cake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's easy. Half chocolate, half cream. That's easy. I know, but like I don't know how many like 
Numbers, you know, numbers, numbers. No, 250 more cream and 250 grams chocolate. Okay, it's nine o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.